0: The gruesome finding of a human remains found in the search of a case involving four missing men leads to a confession from a man already jailed. Meanwhile, Donnie Wahlberg does prove that New Kids on the Block did make a lot of hits and made plenty of money, leaving a $2,000 tip at a Waffle House. And customers found themselves weirded out by some strange notes coming from an ATM saying, help, I'm stuck in here. We'll talk about those stories and a few others for this is a conversation with the great conversation we had on yesterday. Today happens to be July 14th, 2017. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Jake Payne. I'm your host for this podcast and the moderator for things running through the system that is this. this is a conversation. Shuffling papers and bumping microphones and making this thing happen for a five-day week podcast, which gives you daily recaps of the stories that we have in conversation with you. Now what we do we post news stories in our social media feeds and our website, and you react to them, you respond to them, you reply to them. It's not actually very funny comments, and we take all those replies and put them in a configuration, uh, put them through a computer, an algorithm is made, and we figure out which ones are the most important ones to you throughout the day. We talk about them the next day. And on tomorrow, today having been on Friday, we'll tell you which top 10 stories were the biggest ones. All week long. And this, the number one for this week, I'm sure will not be a surprise, even though it came in very late in the episode, late in the week. It got a lot of attention, as you will see, because it happened to, for yesterday. This in today's podcast. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Now, to be a part of all of the conversations, it's very simple. You can follow us on Facebook. Look for This is a Conversation. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us at TH underscore conversation. And just go to our main website, this there's a conversation and check out the stories as they come down and leave comments there as well, along with feedback and anything you want to, including feedback directly from yesterday where we had a shortened version of the podcast based on a short version of the matter amount of tweets and Facebook messages we could send yesterday. And what we were told by Stephen is, yes, yes, this was awesome. So, Stephen, you are leading the charge for shorter daily podcasts. So we'll try to trim these down quite a bit. Give me a while to really get used to it, but we're going to make these things a little shorter, a little tighter, just for you. For the weekends, we're going to do some trimming down as well, including if everything works out well for today's taping. Fingers crossed we'll have an actual interview and our first edition of our game that we'll play in our interview that is news-related. We're going to call it um, Unfair Brackets. We'll talk about that if you listen to tomorrow's podcast podcast and we make everything work out. Meanwhile, let's get into the news, the meat, the stuff we talked about yesterday. Now, there was a report that came out by the uh, Department of Education uh, basically saying that 90% of college campus rapes are essentially regrettable hookups or regretted hookups that women make with men that they turn around and turn into a rape case. Rape survivors across the nation heard, saw, read, and did not react very well to this report. Now, why did Department of Education would come up with this report? Well, there's a serious issue with college uh, campuses. I won't say problem per se, but there's an issue with college campuses and the way that various campuses are th- reacting to rape cases, date rape cases, cases, or even serious rape cases. And in some cases, as you've seen in the sporting, sporting world, how some high-profile college athletes and college people in general get away with things where a regular guy would not. Now, this turned into a pretty big investigation. Department of Education already having some issues with all sorts of education issues that are actually dealing with education. But Right now, putting out this report apparently was not the right thing to keep things going for any goodwill they already did not have. Speaking of goodwill, the SAG after union went out uh, on their limb for a goodwill gesture to try to see if they can get something taken care about NPR. Now, NPR has a contract with its journalists. Many of those journalists are fairly good paid, fairly highly paid, and they all work for or work for NPR, but they are listed as actors for their benefits for union rights. Their contract wrapped up a, yester- or a few days ago, and they were counting down to the end of the negotiated extended period of yesterday. They put a countdown clock up, and many people went to the hashtag com to spotlight what journalists did, including good old Andrea from 90210, speaking of the 90s coming back in fashion, who is the actually the president of the sag After unit, saying that these people do great things and they should be supported. As of the time of this recording, I could not find out any information on the resolution for this other than more articles saying that it was going to happen and that the deadline was the 13th rolling into the 14th. Today is the 14th, and right now I'm not listening to NPR. I'm doing this recording, so I don't know whether the main NPR uh, reporters have made a strike and whether scab reporters are now running the NPR airwaves. A grisly discovery yesterday of human remains uh, in Pennsylvania, which was were tied to a, a story or a search for four missing men, led to a man named Cosmo DiNardo, who is currently in jail, confessing to uh, killing the four men that are missing. A very tearful man in shackles uh, issued the statement, I'm sorry. As he left the courthouse Con, uh, Cosmo DiNardo was 28 years old He confessed to the commission or partnership In four murders said attorney Paul Lang outside the courthouse uh, Where he was held for investigators um, He told all the investigators Where the bodies are and of course they went on looking for The rest of the bodies The mystery of the four men's disappearance transfixed the Philadelphia area over the past week, uh, and it took a weird turn when the remains were found in a a 12-and-a-half-foot deep grave on a farm. Uh, No one knew exactly what happened. All they knew was they found this one body. Uh, The man was jailed already, so it wasn't really hard to find him, but once he knew, the gig was up. Uh, he essentially just laid down and let all the information known in this situation. We'll break this down further and further along as we get into the story. But a very, very gruesome find leads to a answer and a resolution to what was a very brutal, brutal crime. Yesterday, there was announcements for the full list of Emmy nominations. You can go online and find them all. But the biggest thing and the biggest fun that comes about from the Emmy nominations is... Talking about who got snubbed, and that's going to be the big story for a lot of pretty big shows out there. Some of the ones that really uh, seem to get the notice and the ire of many Twitter people is um, Insecure, the um, show that's done by Isa is- uh, Ray, who of course created that from a YouTube sensation into now a actual TV show on cable. And some actors, actresses, and essentially everyone involved in the show, The Leftovers, the HBO show, essentially about a sort of rapture-ish event in the people who are left behind to deal with it. That, of course, getting snubbed in many cases that a lot of people believed. So those are the two biggest ones that I saw pop up online. Which ones did you think got the snub? You let us know in the comments for this, this is the Conversations podcast today. Donnie Wahlberg, a member of the New Kids on the Block and, of course, the brother of Mark Wahlberg. He may be the more successful after music music, uh, person, but Donnie Wahlberg is doing pretty good for himself in the acting biz and the music biz. Of course, New Kids on the Block is touring right now, is our touring right now. Uh, And a big thing he did while off on a day off taking care of some stuff in North Carolina, hanging out at a Waffle House, paying about $89 for the bill for a couple folks and, Who eats $89 worth of Waffle House food? That's the first question. Tipping the waiters, $2,000 for the food, and taking selfies with everybody in the building, doing the whole I'm famous thing, and this is cool. But that was really cool. Donnie Wahlberg left a $2,000 tip on an $89 bill, and, of course, just mugged for the cameras for a little bit just because he's cool like that. There's a lot of old, should-be-washed-up, Actors and stars and people who really don't have the sense of being who they are. Donnie Wahlberg definitely has it. Mark Wahlberg has it. Essentially all the new kids on the block probably have it. Although that one with the big teeth, I'm a little, little leery of that guy. Nevada has having issues with his legal marijuana trade. The issue is apparently so many people were waiting for legal weed. The shops can't keep it in stock. They are looking for a state of emergency status because they have people who can't get their legal marijuana. That is a problem a state could probably love to have because that means revenue. That means lots and lots of taxes going into this green stuff from the green stuff. And you can make either green stuff you want to be what you want. But this is a weird one here for Nevada. They have a new problem in the fact that they can't keep the weed in stock in the shops which means it can't make the revenue stay consistent for a while. I guess they'll have to find a way to make up in the growing of it and in the shipping in from maybe other places, even though it is illegal to traffic to send marijuana from one state to another via the interstates because it's the law. We'll see how well those interstate laws live on through with the trade and the money made from legal marijuana. People at an ATM in Corpus Christi were dealing with a weird situation as they step up to the machine. And while their money did come out of the machine, they also received handwritten notes saying, Please help me. I'm stuck in this ATM machine. A branch in Corpus Christi, the store branch, is shut down for uh, for repairs and modifications. A man driving a, a a truck drives into the store to work on some of the doors, fixing some of the locks and the doors inside of the building, and gets himself locked inside of the building. He leaves his cell phone in his truck, so he can't call his boss to get somebody to get him out. And so, what does he do? He goes into the room that holds the ATM and in, in the ATM machine. Opens it up and is able to slide out handwritten notes to people saying, uh, Please call my boss. I am stuck in the building, locked out, and my phone is not with me. Please call my boss so they can come and let me out. Um, this went on for a couple hours, freaking people out till obviously someone called the boss and called the police to see what was going on. And the police gave a statement that, Yes, a man went into the building to work on some things, got locked in, and was pushing notes through the ATM to baffled customers. We mourn the, pos- the passing of Kid Fresh Ice at the age of 53. He of the original co-founders of the Two Life Crew, something you kids may not remember, but back in the day when the Dirty Rappers were really dirty rappers, these guys were essentially terrorizing moms and teachers as kids like me were eating up all their music. Kid Fresh Ice, of course, known also as a pioneering figure figure not just for being a part of the Two Life Crew, but for being a prominent Asian rapper. He was, uh, of course, um biracial, as we say sometimes these days, um, of a mixed race, of Asian race, Asian background. And, of course, having that distinction, it was an, on a major label doing major music, although a lot of it dirty and censored. Uh, it was a big deal back in the day and actually kind of big deal right now. Very quickly, Jimmy Carter was now doing okay after collapsing from dehydration. He was working in Winnipeg for a Habitat for Humanity project, something he still does at his age had a little bit of the vapors, you may say, being from Georgia, and uh, they took him to hospital, checked him out. He is doing okay. I don't think he's going back to work today, but he's doing okay health-wise. And Kid Rock, his name is Kid. His name may be Senator Kid. Um, yes, uh, Kid Rock confirmed he's running for the Senate, and his current um, the current senator holding the seat he's running for, not too pleased to hear this. Not so much because she's getting competition, not the problem. It's because it's from a dirty white rapper from the D. Who knows? And those are the stories that we chat about all day long inside our social media. Um, this is a conversation. And you can be a part of the chatter as well by following us on social media or at the website and doing what you can to interact with all the stories we have. The website, of course, thisisaconversation.com. And the social media, find us on Twitter at TH underscore conversation. Find us on Facebook at This Is The Conversation. That's us there on Facebook. Find more about other things I have going on, my other projects, at my main website, net, And send me emails as well, jcliffandpain at gmail.com is a great way to just send me an email to see what we can talk about and chatter about. I do plenty of other great things for great folks, maybe some not-so-great things for not-so-great folks. We'll talk about that in the outside conversations. In the meantime, I'm wrapping up this conversation by saying thank you for being a part of all that we do here for this podcast. We can't have conversations with great people talking about the great subjects without you as great people talking about great subjects. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Uh, of course, join us tomorrow for the weekend wrap-up podcast. We'll go over the top ten and then a few other ones that are pretty big on the slate. We're going to do our best to stay brief as Stephen asked us to do the brief brevity thing, so we're going to keep on to that trick and tighten it up. And Fingers crossed we should have an interview coming up this afternoon to put in tomorrow morning's podcast that will do our first edition of Unbalanced Brackets. We're going to see how that works out. Our new game, air quotes, that's going to go around with our interview. We'll talk to various people and talk about what they think about the news and the news business, and we will test their ability to judge a good story over a greater story by pitting story against story let them pick which ones they choose to elevate to a higher bracket. Bracket unbalanced bracket beginning tomorrow we hope for the weekly wrap-up podcast and if things work out very 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 well we'll go ahead and record a weekend edition for the commentary for sunday i have a back in my mind idea of a way of defending donald trump and all the gaps that he's doing not exactly the work he's doing, but the gaps that he's doing. We'll see if we get time to flush it out into coherent words and put it down on digital tape. In the meantime, thank you so much for spending this much time with us today. Hopefully you spend time with us on Monday as well as we recap Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And the full rest of days of the week it all over again. You are the greatest. Thank you so much. Thank you for being part of this conversation.